Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here we go, 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 this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Here we go, Um, it is uh, Roy the Rovers, Melchester Odyssey, part 7 I think. Um, We uh, left it, Roy was at home. Uh, distressed because uh, the TV the TV station have picked on him. Um, oh yeah, the his, bloody his, media! His fucking kids got a kazoo. Um, he's got a but he's got a helicopter in the garden and a, a Lambo at the front and a massive balcony yeah. right across the top floor of his house. So what, what's he got to worry about really? But he needs a new goalkeeper. Charlie Carter has um, basically had a nervous breakdown during a match. <laughs> Uh, so, and um, it's it's spread into Roy. Roy's on the brink as well, so he needs a goalkeeper. Um, and he decides to get in touch with Danfield United's boss Victor Boscovich to try and buy Andy Watson, who is Danfield's goalkeeper. And that's where we pick it up. It says the following morning, and it's Roy on the phone. He's got one of those green. Uh, I think they're called trim phones that they used to have back then. Quite modern. Swap shop. Swap shop. Exactly right. Yep. Another... Swap shop. No, no, no. We've already mentioned that he's yep. very. There are huge parallels between him and Noel. Exactly. They're both big in the like, late seventies, early eighties. They had the same hairstyle. They had the same helicopter. Yeah. And, and now we find phone. out they use the same trim phone. Yeah, it's a nice green one. Very uh, delicate. Yeah, uh, he's. On the phone to Boscovich, who's using a standard Bakelite telephone, oh, you could say. Eastern uh, European style phone. Eastern European style. Isn't it? It right, hasn't, even old, got, hasn't even got a curly cable. It's just got a no, straight cable. No, which is cable. interesting, the curly cable. Mm. I, have I told you? I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. But I do have a story regarding the telephone curly cable. <laughs> Sam, honestly, if you told me a story about that before, I would have remembered it. But well, feel feel free. <laughs> let's see if yours. this rings a bell. When I was at university, um, my flatmate, one of my flatmates, was a girl called Melanie Hill, who was in the first series of Big Brother. Yes. Is this ringing any bells? We've established that, yeah. I can't remember the curly cable, though. I'm sure it'll come back to well, me. Well, the curly cable was... A situation where we were sitting around talking shit like students do yeah. in the living room, and to amuse, to entertain myself, <laughs> I told Melanie, I said, you know, like the bloke who invented that curly cable oh, must be a billionaire S- now, Sir John Curly Cable, <laughs> Sir John Curly Cable, and she said, what are you talking about? Why? I said, well, you know why it's fucking curly, don't you, Mel? She went. Well, I said, you know, you must know why it's curly. I mean, think about why would it be curly? And she went, oh, I've, ne- I've never really thought about it. I said, it's curly because it's spring. Not many people actually do this, but when you let go of the receiver, <laughs> yes. it automatically springs back 
into its cradle from wherever you are. <laughs> and she's like, fuck yes. off. And I says, fuck, fuck, well, what do you mean, fuck off? Why would it be curly? What, you bring it just because it looks nice? It doesn't even look nice. It's all tangly. I said, it's a, it's a springback mechanism that no one uses, but they should do more. Anyway, I convinced her of it. And brilliantly, while we were sat there, the phone rang. She answered it. And at the end of the call, said, all right, then, cheers, bye. And just let go of the receiver. And it just dropped on the floor. But yes. seriously... You know, I mean, I was toying with her. It's not, yeah. It doesn't reflect well on me. You know, it was a power play, really. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. But, you know, these days I try not to do wind-ups that are designed to humiliate people. And However... I think it, was, it was probably that kind of humiliation that damaged her psyche and mm. caused her to want to be on Big Brother and, and get the attention and, and, and obviously the love of the nation. But I didn't show her sufficiently. That you didn't show enough of. Uh, you humiliated mm. her regularly. And, uh, yeah. I think I was still at that age where that was my way of expressing affection to girls. Oh, yeah. And how long did it take for you to grow out of that? Oh, I think I've just got through it a few weeks ago. Just recently. Um, but no, you know, she. in her defence, it was the first series of Big Brother she went on. And I always say that about her. It's like, you know, people go, well, they judge you for going on Big Brother. But she mm. didn't fucking know what it was. She thought it was almost like a highbrow. I think that she thought it was like a highbrow, sophisticated experiment, social experiment. It, it kind of was, though, the first one, because they just spent all their time hanging around with the chickens, didn't they, and cleaning out the chicken yeah, and they coop were being and not observed, really doing anything. Yeah. They were being observed very closely by, I think, Dr. Linda Papadopoulos in well, those course, days. Well, of course, yeah. So um, I think that? that in those days, it, they were attempting at least. But I do remember on my like, episode two, Mel stripping off and painting a wall using her bum cheeks, ah. which was quite a quick, yeah, like um, descent. But even then, <laughs> yeah, but even then, because you haven't seen it before, it was so much easier, I think, to completely yeah. forget of the fact that you were being watched twenty four seven because yeah. that was that's unusual. I think in future series, people were like constantly guarded, but in the early series, people like just switched off from the fact that there were cameras. I'm thinking that she did that thing on day two with painting the wall with her bum cheeks as a, as a kind of, again, a way of getting attention. And that set the tone for future series of Big Brother. It did. And the direction the show went in. And you are solely responsible for that because of I'm, the curly I'm, cable I'm partly incident. responsible. Partly responsible. I'm going to say solely. Anyway, Victor Boxovich <laughs> yes. has a straight telephone cable, uh, yep. which is a reflection of how kind of old school... And, yep. you know, uh, old school and no nonsense in comparison to Roy with his Noel Edmonds trim phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know where... But while we're on the subject, and we will leave the phone cable subject. Perhaps we'll get 30 minutes out of it, who knows? But listen, <laughs> in all seriousness, my wind-up to Melanie Hill off of Big Brother aside, yeah. do any counters know why the phone cable is curly in real life? Why? What? Well, there must be a reason. What, Tell what us. is it? Tell us, please. We've had tell me it. Tell, tell me, me it. it. Yeah. <laughs> We've had umpteen people go, send here us. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Tell me it. <laughs> it's been off podcast. <laughs> We've had loads of people send us footage of um, how they put Aquafresh in the tubes this week. We've also had a lot of people sending send me footage of olives being stoned. Oh, God, really? Something which was my life quest yeah. to find out about, and I thought it was impossible. Turns out it's very easy. Well, I haven't fully watched all of the footage yet, but I've been right. sent links to 
olive stoners, domestic ones you can keep in the home. Right. I've been sent various <laughs> videos from YouTube of it being done on an, industri- on an yeah. industrial scale. <laughs> and I've spent a lifetime trying to find this sort of stuff out about yeah. olive stoning and, and proved unable. And as you know, I regard myself, well, I'm widely regarded as Britain's best journalist. Yeah, so I thought, well, if I can't find out how olives are stoned, then who fucking can? Well, it mm. turns out the cancer community can. It's so thanks for that. Um, and also, I had a meeting earlier. Uh, business meeting, but with a dedicated canter. In fact, he is the canter who once went stray at a train station and was invited home by a strange couple. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Well, I had a meeting with that particular canter today, wow. and he brought me a tube of Aquafresh as a present. <laughs> <laughs> and I was absolutely delighted by it. Who'd have thought life would turn out like this oh, for you, on. Sam? Okay. Sorry, phone call came in. Another call there, another business yeah. deal coming in. Who'd have thought life would turn out for you like coming this? Coming in Sam? over the phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, Rhinestone. They call me the Rhinestone Cowboy of the podcasting community. <laughs> Getting cards and letters from people you don't even know and offers yeah. coming over the phone. Uh, speaking and, of the phone. And tubes of aqua fresh from Vague Associates. In business meetings. <laughs> so, so here we go. So Boscovich and Race are on the telephone and Race says, You're asking two million pounds for a goalkeeper? So Miss Boscovich replies, The curse of inflation, Roy, but still a bargain. Please take it or leave it. He's got a big grin. All over his I fat, can't bald convey face. To, to, to people enough just how dissonant that Victor <laughs> Boxovich is. I mean, he is the he's the epitome of the dissonant manager long before Bielsa. Bielsa was probably still play early in his playing career. Yeah. But Victor Box, I think a young Bielsa must have been reading Roy of the Rovers. Imported, and he's seen Victor Boxovich and modelled himself on it because. Roy's all stressed, isn't he? Because yeah. things are going bad at Melchester. Yeah. And Roy, uncharacteristically, Mr. Fucking Golden Bollocks, has <laughs> totally lost his cool. And he's like, I fucking need a keeper. Come on, play nice. And he's all stressed. Yeah. He looks like there's a light perspiration on his brow. I'm the fucking hero of this story. You fucking do as you're told. He's on the other end of the line, laying <laughs> reclined in his, ch- in his, t- in his um, <laughs> office chair. With a big grin, hey, come on, Roy. That's inflation, pussycat. Yeah, the only thing about Boscovich that's not dissing that is the fact that his tracksuit top is zipped right up to his neck. Yeah. Right up to his, his fat, fat neck. neck. Um, so, yeah, take it or leave it, he says. And Boscovich is holding the phone away from his ear in the style that someone does when they're being shouted at down the phone. Yeah. And Roy shouting, I'll leave it, thank you very much. Watson may be a great keeper, but I'd rather play and go myself than pay that kind of money. Goodbye! <laughs> right. Roy, you've totally lost it, mate. Yeah, you are, you, You're cracking up. And, a, and Boxovich and, says, Oh, oh farewell. You, 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 LP. Oh, farewell. <laughs> farewell, farewell. Uh, <laughs> He looks a bit... He does look a little bit perturbed by and Roy's of, completely over-the-top outburst. And, of course, Andy Watson is in the office with him at the time because that's what happens when you're uh, you're taking yeah. a call about someone. Uh, you have Maybe a subject of that call 
in the office with you at the time. Maybe he knew. He said uh, his personal secretary said, "Oh, Mr. Boxovich, your um, Roy Race has left several messages inquiring about the availability mm. of um, what's his name Andy again, Watson. Andy Dixon, Andy, Andy Watson. Watson." He goes, "Okay, I'll call Roy back now." But first, send for Andy Watson. Andy, my boy, come in, come in. There is something I want you to see. And then he then he power plays Roy in front yeah. of him because it's sort of a motivational thing. Yeah. Uh, for Andy, that's kind who of is wearing a green woolen polo neck. I was trying Interesting. to work out if this is a goalkeeper's jersey or just his everyday jersey. I'm not sure. Looks like an everyday jersey to me, but, it, but, but it's in the style of a goalkeeper's jersey. Because he's never off duty. Well, is that green, it's just green, isn't it? It's green like a goalie's jersey because they it's all green, wore green then. Oh, look, did, Charlie Carter. You know, look, was Charlie Carter wearing blue? I think previously. it's um, yeah. Carter was in look, blue. It looks so. really itchy, man. You know, like yeah. when you've got an itchy polar neck on, and it just yeah. irritates you around the neck. Yeah. And I'm looking at him, thinking, this is not like nowadays. You see footballers, and they're always wearing tracksuits mm. and slides. Yep. Which are those modern type flip flops? Yeah, and that's just the standard thing. And they have a little sort of vanity case usually mm. under their arm, don't they? Um, I mean, Watson's dressed as if he's about to, I don't know, trim a fucking hedge or something. He's Mate, he looks like he's about heavy, to fucking heavy duty gardening. He looks about it like he's about to fucking go to war on the submarine. <laughs> yeah, just needs a fucking cap or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and well, see, so yeah. So Watson's there. The call ends, and Watson says two million pounds. Wow, I didn't realise you valued you so, valued me so highly, boss. And Boscovich has now got a handkerchief and is dabbing at his forehead because he Roy's to, he's got into, yeah he's got into a sweat because of uh, he's, Roy's he's, tirade. He's lost his dis and that cool. He has, yeah. Um, it says, don't get big ideas, Watson. I deliberately put up the price because I know that Roy Race is not the kind of man to pay such a stupid fee. <laughs> and, then he, and then he goes on to say, I only value it one and a half million. <laughs> now on with the training and your, your I, your manager, command it. And then he's shaking his <laughs> fist at him. Fucking hell. Watson's reeling at this. He's almost against the wall. He's almost falling back against the wall. Um... This is the temperamental uh-huh. side of Boscovich. What minute he's having a laugh uh-huh. at my race. The okay, next minute, boss. Yeah. Okay. Boscovich is... Could he be on the Iron Filings? Well, let's um, just briefly look back at what's happened in the last few moments of his life. Hmm. One minute he's reclining all jolly to Roy Ray's, Hey, this and that, Roy. Maybe I sell him for £2 million. Roy goes, I will never pay that. Then he goes, Oh, farewell, <laughs> shits himself. And then... You know, his keeper is all nice, and he was, oh, yeah, it's quite good, isn't it? Two million pounds, yeah, cheers, boss. And he just goes berserk at him. I mean, he's he's literally shaking a fist like he's going to lay one on him. I think there's there's something very volatile about this fella, and I think he could be self-medicating in some way. <laughs> I've just been doing a little bit of research on Boscovich, and um, someone on a... On a- fucking internet forum said I remember Victor's cousin or brother Hector Boscovich who starred in a tiger story called The Strongman uh, he was similar character to Victor as well in physical appearance but instead he also sported a curly moustache oh. uh, and he uh, he was uh, a manager for a guy who participated in strongman competitions <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we need to find out more about that. Oh, bloody hell, I'd love to do that, manage a strong man. Yeah, brilliant. None, also... none of the hard work, but all of the reward. You don't have to do any of the heavy lifting, quite literally. literally You've got a business exactly. card. Andy Dawson, strongman manager. Yeah. Go up to someone you see, you see doing something strong in the street. Yeah. And you go, all right, mate. Um, notice that you were push, pushing that car quite mm. well, giving that car a jump start. Yeah. You look pretty strong. Did you, did you, go, did you work out much? Yeah. Like, well, you know, this and that. I do, do as much as so I can. Again. Well, have you ever thought of competing? Have you ever thought of like taking it a step further and mm. going pro as a strong man? Not really. Well, if you ever change your mind, here's, here's my card. card. Like I'm when, a strong man manager. Like when people I've got get, a stable of strong men. Like when people get spotted as and scattered as models in the street. Yeah. By uh, yeah. But by imagine scouts. if you were just going around yeah. Sunderland spotting strong men. I see you carrying and two crates of. Uh, I see you carrying two crates of lager there. Two. <laughs> ever thought of getting in the strong man game? Aye. What of it? Well, I've noticed you. <laughs> Can't help but notice you're a pretty strong fella. Why? Uh, where's all this going? <laughs> well, uh, have you ever thought about monetizing your muscles? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are many commercial opportunities for a strong person like you. Right, I just kind of point out we're halfway through the episode and we've done four frames from <laughs> the latest story. Okay. Let's move on. Jalapeno. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jalapeño. Back at the Rovers training ground, Roy is discussing the problem with the club's general manager, Ben Galloway. This is the first we've seen of Ben Galloway. And he was the manager back in the day when Roy was just a player, before Roy became player-manager. And they moved him upstairs. They moved him upstairs. I don't know why. I don't know what the story was. I don't know why why Roy was given the job of player-manager. Do you think he resents it? I don't know. I assume so. Why wouldn't he? Maybe he's like, uh, easy life now. They yeah. pay me the same, yeah. right? But I don't really need to do it. It's like basic bits of admin. I just come here and wander there. around a bit, have yeah. chats with people, try and lift their Keep spirits. Keep an eye on things. Yeah. I mean, the, the only bastard bit is is that I used to wear a trackie in. Now I'm sort of expected to wear a suit and tie. Yeah. Which is, I, I'm not that keen on that. But other than that, fuck it, let Roy fucking a, handle the I, stress. I watch, I watch the match from up in the grandstand. I get me dinner beforehand. I get three courses, cheese board afterwards. Fucking, what's not to love about it? Coffee and biscuits, half time. Yeah. Little packet of fucking uh, shortbreads, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy as fucking Larry. Making I'm looking sm- down there at Broy, fucking charging all over the pitch, 
trying to score goals and think about who to substitute, I think fucking good luck to you, mate. You're welcome to it. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there on match day making small talk with the opposition directors. I've got one eye on the promo girls that are going around. Fucking great, love it. <laughs> fucking dreamland, as far as I'm concerned. Ben Galloway, fuck- fucking dreamland. <laughs> I call it the Galloway way. <laughs> So Galloway suggested that uh, why don't you make an offer for Gordon Stewart? They say he's got the safest hands in soccer. Because Gordon Stewart he's, is he's, the hero of the story, the safest hands in soccer. He's he's got the fucking he's taking the piss now. He can yeah. see Roy's under pressure and he's like, Oh fucking hell, Ben, got any ideas for the goalie situation? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you make an offer for Gordon Stewart? They say he's got the safest hands in soccer. I don't fucking know. I don't care less. I don't keep track of it. He's leafing through it. He's leafing through a copy of Roy the Rovers. Going, why don't you buy this cunt? He looks good. <laughs> anyway, all the best with that. I'm off down the fucking races. He's got. He's leafing through a copy of Smash Hits. He's going Spando Ballet. They look decent. Why don't you fucking sign them, Roy? Get them. Get them in for a decent price. Roy's like, are you fucking joking, Ben? I want. I came to you for some serious advice. Yeah, well, there it is. That's all you're getting. So right, I've got a fucking lunch appointment at Think the country on. club. You'll come back to that one day. Think on. Of course he did. Um, they say he's got the safest hands in soccer. He probably has, Ben, says Roy. But Gordon has just signed a five-year contract with Tynefield and is definitely not for sale. Fucking have a try. Do you know what I mean? Contract a contract. Fucking negative attitude. God. And then Roy, who in this close-up looks quite beatific, as if he's on some kind of um, sedative, says, um, mm-hmm. so it looks as if we'll have to make do with what we've got. I've been watching a lad for a couple of weeks and I think he might be the answer to our goalkeeping problems. And he won't cost us a penny. Fucking free. Yeah, free. Found him in the street, literally. Cut to the training ground and Duncan Mackay is taking a penalty against a, a, a child, basically. A callow youth, yeah, a callow who, looks youth. Rather, who looks rather nervous about Skinny. the whole situation. He's just a bag of bones, isn't he? Straight away, as soon as I clocked this kid, I thought, Roy, you have fucking dropped one here. Lost your mind. Because this kid is not ready to play first-team football. Yeah. So Mackay is about to take a penalty against him, and he says, here we go then, laddie! <laughs> Get Have some of this, yes. Have some of this, you skinny wee fucker. <laughs> and you Mackay, toss bag. Mackay puts the penalty to the keeper's right and the keeper dives to the left. And as he dives, he shouts, Oops! Oh no, we've got another bloody Charles Hawtree. <laughs> as goalkeepers do. Oops! Oh dear, buggeration. <laughs> I've gone the wrong way. <laughs> and someone off camera says, Good grief, the kids dived the wrong way. I mean, that can happen. It's a penalty. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. It's not unheard of. Yeah, don't For fucking make sake. such a big deal out of it, Paul, because you're trying to build his confidence yeah. up. Give him Oh, give him dear, no, penalties. you've gone the wrong way. See, as a goalkeeper, one of the basics is you always need to go the right way. <laughs> Fuck off, dickhead. And someone else says, Roy, that's little Walter Williams, our youth team goalkeeper, which I'm sure Roy's aware of, but it's a good way of introducing... Um, yeah. who he is I'm to the reader. I'm fucking blind. I'm the cunt who put him in gold. Who do they set this fucking thing up? <laughs> Motherfucking Teresa. <laughs> so, 
And Ben Galloway, it might be Ben Galloway that said that, actually, because then Ben says, surely you're not going to plunge him straight into our next league match, dot, 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 against Melborough. Oh, the next match is against their rivals, Melborough, who, let's not oh, forget, they've just Melbourne. sold two players to. Oh, well, we Jeff know how Giles this is and that go. other fucker. Yeah. Um, and Walter Williams, new keeper, is sitting with his head bowed, looking Dejected. depressed. Uh, Duncan Mackay's looking at him like he wants to fucking rip his head off. Like he's scum. Um, and then that's the end of that one. And it says at the bottom, will the youth team goalie be selected? Find out next week. And Randy, what marks you, out a 10? You're, you're a fucking speaker piss. You're the <laughs> shit on my shoe. And if you come out to play with us against Melbourne in the derby, I will be disgusted and dismayed. <laughs> We might as well give them the three points in advance. Actually, it's still the early 80s. Two points. <laughs> and then Mark's out of 10. I'm giving this a 10. It's got everything. It's got, if, yeah. If there's TV. Because, yeah. There's, don't forget, this is, this episode started, or like this chapter started, with the whole stuff to do with um, the picture that Roy Jr. drew. His hands on the fire. giant-headed man with his hands on fire. Yeah. So... It's got that, it's got the TV, it's got the helicopter, it's got Boscovich. Victor Boxerich. Fucking great. Best chapter so far. Definitely. So 10 out of 10, we can both agree on that. On to the next mm. one. Yeah. Um, and the little tag at the start of this one says, it's speech marks and someone's saying, there's only one person they're going to blame and that's Roy Race. So it looks like mm-hmm. things are going to go from bad to worse for Roy. Um, you'd think he'd pack it in, wouldn't you? He must have enough money to pack it in by now. But never mind. So there we are. We'll carry on exactly where we were left it. And they're still taking shots against Walter Williams. It says, Roy had upset a lot of Milchester fans by selling Jeff Giles to arch rivals Melbourne. Stop talking about Jeff fucking Giles! Okay, now, what did I say about Jeff Giles? I've stuck a fucking blue tack about 12 posters around the fucking training ground saying anyone who mentions fucking Jeff again is fucking dropped. He's 40 fucking seven. He's 40 fucking seven. Let it go. Um, And the terrible display by Charlie Carter has resulted in Rovers being sensationally knocked out of the League Cup. So Roy decided to give a trial to his youth team keeper, Walter Williams. Now, Duncan Mackay still hitting shots at Williams. Williams is saving some now. And Roy says, that's better, Walter. Good stop, but keep moving. The next shot will be coming to your left. Why are they fucking telling him? I don't know. This doesn't happen in real football. The striker's not through on goal. He doesn't shout which direction it's going in to the keeper. Yeah. Left! Right! <laughs> Got a chip here! Hi! Hi! Low! <laughs> so it's not going to help this kid at all, is it, really? And Ben Galloway, the Rovers' general manager, was watching anxiously. He's still hanging about. Yeah, he mustn't have anything better to do. Uh Roy, I don't like the way he palms the ball out instead of catching it. Give him a fucking chance, Ben. Young Wally's understandably keyed up, desperate to do well. He's just concentrating on stopping those balls from hitting the back of his net. And he's succeeding. And he is as well. He's tipped one over the bar. He's tipped one round the post. Yeah. Uh, he's in the groove. Um, he's Every cunt's... Hey, come come here, lad. <laughs> Let me give you an, let, 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 let old Roy give you a fucking few words of wisdom in your <laughs> shell like, right? First of all, in this game, every cunt has got an opinion. 
every fucking cunt has got an opinion and they're not fucking shy about sharing it, right? And if you fucking listen to them, it'll send you a fucking nut round the twist, right? So my <laughs> advice to you is follow what I've been doing for the last 20 years in this game. Don't listen to any cunt. Just fucking right? blank them all out. You'll get out there, right, on your first match, you'll have a look around, you'll see fucking speech bubbles fucking everywhere. Fucking full <laughs> of bullshit. Just fucking turn a blind eye, son. Ignore them. How do you think I've got to the very top? That cunt Galloway, right? I saw him off good and proper. He fucking <laughs> dropped me for the last time. I went to the board, I fucking told him. I'm off up the road to Melbra. Unless you get rid of that cunt, push him upstairs and give me the fucking gaffer's job, right? Do you think they were going to lose me to their arch-rivals? Plus, I was fucking bluffing anyway. I won't go into Melbra, right? Galloway's upstairs. He's got nout to do, right? He's sitting it out until he can claim a fucking pension and move to fucking Spain with his wife, all right? In the meantime, he's sent down here to have pops at people like you. He knows not nothing about what he is fucking on about. <laughs> but, you know, it's not just him. You shouldn't even be listening to me now. <laughs> You're making a mistake already by standing there listening to me. I'd have more respect for you if you got on your fucking moped and fucked off now. Put your fucking back. fingers in your ear and start fucking humming. <laughs> and didn't even fucking come back. You went and got a fucking job down B&Q. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, okay, Wally, I've seen enough. Enough to confirm that you'll be playing in goal against Melbourne on Saturday. And Wally, fucking Wally, he goes, who, m- m- me? But, but, I, I, what about Charlie Carter, Mr. Race? Charlie's my business. Don't worry son. about that. Charlie's off to the, the bend. Charlie's <laughs> off to the fucking glue factory, mate. Have you ever seen that film One Flow Over the Cuckoo's Nest? That's where fucking Charlie's going. Yeah, he'll probably bump into my fucking our kid when he's there as well. The way things are headed. Anyway, don't Stay worry patient. about that, Wally. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking bother you with my troubles. <laughs> right, they're not important. And if I we'll ever have a do, pa- fucking ignore I do me. What, We'll have a fucking pint sometime and I'll fill you in. You'll fucking soon find out being Roy Race is not a fucking game of cards. Trust me. Might look that way from the outside looking in, but it fucking isn't. It is fucking one word. One word to describe it, son. Hellish. That's what it's like. A fucking well, that's hellscape. for another day. Me and, you, me and you will go out and we'll have a couple of beers and put the fucking world to rights. But well, for now... What you've got to be thinking about is I'm fucking chucking you in the first team. And you're, to be honest, I'll be honest with you, you're not fucking ready. But what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got many options. I tried buying Andy Watson the other day. Fucking, he wanted two million. So I'm giving you a go instead. Best of luck, <laughs> son. that. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Well, don't actually answer that because it's pretty fucking bad. Like it or not, you're fucking playing. Whatever, if it goes wrong, if it goes fucking tits up, we're both fucked. But, you know, that's it. That's life, isn't it? That's football. That's life. Uh, what, what, what about Charlie Carter? Charlie's my business son. So go along home and tell your parents the good news. They'll be over the moon, as the commentators say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and little the, dig at the at the media there. Yeah, as the youngster wanders off in a daze, Ben Galloway is still sticking his beak in. Roy, are you sure you know what you're doing? You're putting a 17-year-old in goal for what could be the toughest match of the season. 
Roy says, ah, Wally plays for the England youth team, Ben. I reckon he's ready for a taste of the big time. <laughs> Roy's just like, I couldn't give a fuck at this stage. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself fucking sacked here. <laughs> you still here, are you, Galloway? <laughs> fucking hell. Tell you what, you might be back in the fucking hot seat in a couple of weeks, Ben, so fucking have a good look at what's going on. <laughs> Careful what you fucking wish for, you old cunt. <laughs> And Ben points a finger at Roy. He's a close-up of Ben um, pointing a finger at Roy. But not against Melbourne, surely. Jeff Giles will be playing them. Stop going on about Jeff fucking Giles! Fucking hell! If he has a good How game... Many times? Against, if he has a good game against his old club and Melbourne beat us, there's only one person they're going to blame, and that's Roy Race. Yeah, well, thanks very much for the fucking pep talk, dickhead. <laughs> and you think I don't fucking know? <laughs> and we'll find out what happens in the build-up of that Melbourne match because Roy has a fucking that massive cheese dream, um, followed by the match itself. We'll find out in the next episode. This, this next bit where he has a weird... He has, like, a psychedelic experience, it doesn't does. he? Yeah, And it it's, it's sort of... The closest I could compare it to in cultural history is probably that episode of Neighbours where Bouncer has a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the whole episode was Bouncer's dream. Yeah, or the episode of The Sopranos where Tony takes peyote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's in between it's, those two things. It's the most psychedelic and surreal Roy of the Rovers gets, really. <laughs> so make sure you tune in next week. It's fucking yeah. madness. And tell your pals to subscribe to the Iron Filing Society and get a yeah. piece of it themselves because yeah. they're missing out. Yeah, dickheads. Yeah, there we go then. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another one of these next week. Bye bye. Remember, keep it aquafresh. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.